0: all of you that are here, that uh, we have contracted with a photographer for today, and so many of you all have come dressed up, and you brought your children with you, and uh, all you families that, that are here uh, in building four, which is, we consider this building one, next door is building two, uh, next door to that we have buildings three and four uh, over there, and uh, they'll be set up after service for there's a photo booth set up, and so all of you families, you get one shot per family. It's not a photo session where you're going to be, you know, changing clothes and doing all this kind of stuff. This is one shot, so make sure you don't blink, make sure you don't sneeze, all that kind of stuff. Everybody watching the camera. If your kids cut up, that's just, it'll be in the shot. Praise the Lord. Amen. But we've already contracted and paid for that, and so you'll actually today, I believe, I believe you'll walk away with a photo today. All right, good. You'll actually walk away with a photo. And uh, I hope Brother Kirkland will also be wise and upload those to maybe a gallery and allow people, if they want to order from you, they can do that. Kirkland's uh, company is uh, above-brand photography and web design and graphics and printing and all that kind of good stuff, and uh, we appreciate him uh, doing that for us today. Amen? All right, let's read our scripture today, Romans 10. Romans 10, verse 6 through 11. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Romans 10, 6-11. Everybody have that? Nope. All right, Romans, the New Testament. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, Romans. Glory to God. Everybody got it now? All right, if not, it's on the screen in front of you. Romans 10, verse 6-11, ready, read. But the righteousness of faith speaks in this way. Do not say in your heart, who will ascend into heaven? That is to bring Christ down from above, or who will descend into the abyss, that is to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? The word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart, that is the word of faith which we preach. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture says, whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. Glory to God. The scripture says, whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. Today, I just want to talk for this on this simple subject. I believe. believe. Everybody just say, "I I believe. Father, thank you for the word of God today as we receive it. Today, we receive the word, Lord, that you are speaking to us. Lord, with thanksgiving, with meekness, so it's able to save our souls. Thank you that we receive the word, Lord, not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, your word, which works effectively in those of us who believe. Today we declare, we believe. We're going to take the word, mix with faith, so that it will bring profit to our lives. Now, thank you again for the word. We receive it. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. All right, take your seats this morning. Hallelujah. Glory to God. All right, I believe. <clears throat> Now, again, we've been sharing with you today, before we began, that the foundation of our faith, the very centerpiece of our Christian experience is the resurrection of Jesus Christ, right? Right? That's why today is so very special to us. This is not just a day for uh, uh, Easter bunnies and Easter egg hunts and all that kind of good stuff. In fact, if you have have listened around here, we've not even mentioned the word Easter at all because we uh, don't celebrate Easter per se. Easter itself is a pagan holiday, uh, but we don't celebrate that, but we do celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ. It occurred uh, right near Passover. We just began, the Jews, in their in their faith, began the celebration of Passover on yesterday. In fact, they began on Friday evening celebrating uh, the seven-day feast of Passover, and Jesus Christ was uh, crucified just before Passover and rose again uh, on the first day of the week, which is today. Amen? And that's our whole faith is, is revolving around that. Uh, from, in fact, Genesis chapter 1 verse 1, get that on the screen please. Genesis chapter 1 verse 1, how many of y'all know that scripture? Yes, sir. All right, 16 of you. All right, in the beginning, you all at least know this one. If you don't know any other scriptures, in the beginning, because see, see, this is the one everybody wants to throw out. This is the one that all science has to get rid of and all uh, liberal mindset has to get rid of because if they can get rid of this one here, then we're free to do whatever we want to do. And we can say, well, we came from monkeys and all that kind of stuff. No. In the beginning, not a big bang. In the beginning, God God created the heavens. That's one our children ought to learn. That's the foundation of everything else. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And so from that time up until the the cross, everything was leading up to the cross. Right? Oh, y'all don't believe me. Well, does your Bible say that the lamb was slain before the foundation of the world, before this. So Jesus Christ, in, in eternity past, in the spirit realm, was already slain for us. So God already knew from the very beginning that from this point here, in fact, get get John chapter 1, verse 1. Let's just throw that in for, for good good sake here. In the beginning, this is an, this is the New Testament here, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word, come on, was God now? If the Word was with God, and the Word was God, who are we talking about here? Let's look at uh, verse fourteen, the same chapter. Then, same chapter, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father. Now we know who we're talking about here, Jesus. Jesus Christ. So He's the glory of the only begotten Father. He is the Word. He was there in the beginning. So from the very beginning, God already had the cross in mind. You got it? All right. So from that time, we was leading up to the cross. But since that day, since that glorious moment of his resurrection, and up until now and all into eternity, everything revolves around the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Y'all got it? So Jesus Christ came here. He lived. He died. He rose again from the dead so that we could be here today. You understand that? If he had not done that, we wouldn't be here today. Remember, God one time was so angry with man that he destroyed everything. Right. Remember this guy named Noah yes. who built the ark? Yes. Noah, yes. Noah. Father yes. Noah built the ark. I'm testing out all the preschoolers and the children's church people here. All right, so Father Noah built the ark, okay? Now, so Noah built the ark, why? Because God was so uh, done with mankind. He, was going to, he, he destroyed everything. But he preserved Noah and his wife and his three sons and their wives and and animals so that he could he could start everything over. Right. He wanted to cleanse the earth. God he got so mad one time we had met the children of Israel. He told Moses, Moses, step aside. I'm gonna kill all them and start all over again. Remember, God he got so mad about about Sodom and Gomorrah. He wiped the whole city out because of their sin, right? So God he could have been the same way because we you know we this this world was just more wicked now than, than it was then, but he sent somebody Come on. to bring a difference in our lives. So if not for Jesus Christ going to the cross and dying and being raised again, we wouldn't be here today. Glory to God. Let's look at the scripture here. Romans chapter 5, please. Romans 5. Romans 5, verse 6 through 8. Let's look at that. I want you to see this. Romans 5, 6 through 8. Many of you are looking for to your Bibles. I like that. But while you're looking, let's read on the screen. For when we were still without strength, in due time, Christ died for the church Pope, Christ died for the goodly. Christ died for the godly. No, what does it say? Come on, help me out. Christ died for the ungodly. So Christ died for the ungodly. He knew that mankind was ungodly, but Christ died for the ungodly. Glory to God. Verse 7, verse 7. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet perhaps for a good man someone would even dare to die. You might think about dying for somebody good, but we weren't good. So look at verse 8, please. Verse 8. But God demonstrates his own love toward us in that, come on, while we were still sinners. So Christ didn't wait till we got saved. He didn't wait till we got right to do something. He knew we had to do something in order for us to get right. So I just want want to give you again this this little little newsflash. You can't get saved. You can't become, uh, allow this word, I'm making this up, an unsinner. Okay. You can't do that without Christ having died. You got this? So Christ had to die for us to become saved. If he had not died, we'd all still be sinners. Glory to God. Look at this scripture here, John 3.16. We know this one, don't we? Half of y'all? John 3, How many of y'all know John 3.16? For God so loved, come on. For so God so loved who? Implied the sinful world. So, for God so loved the world and all its sin and all its foolishness and all its mess that he gave his only begotten son that, that, now here it is. Here is, we're going to get to the bottom line of this here, that whoever hears about him, whoever met him, whoever, uh, you know, had lunch with him, no, whoever believed, because a lot of folk had lunch with him, a lot of folks saw him. Glory to God. A lot of folks met him. But the prerequisite for salvation is that whoever believes. I know I know this is basic for y'all. Y'all like that. Pastor, I know this. Okay, I'm preaching for your neighbor then. Whoever believes in him should not perish. Come on. But have what? Everlasting life. So the requirement is that you believe in him. Come on now. You believe in him. Now, that word believe comes from the Greek word pistuo, which means to think to be true. It means to be persuaded. It means of, to credit. It means to place confidence in. It means to trust in Jesus. Watch this. Or God as able to aid either in obtaining or in doing something. To aid either in obtaining or doing something. You might read it, talk about saving faith. We might talk about healing faith. We might talk about financial faith. Glory to God. But you've got to trust in him, in his ability to attain or do something. Y'all got this. So you need to believe in the Lord. All right. Glory to God. Now I want to show you something here. Um Go to, go to Matthew, go to Matthew 28, because some people say, well, I'd believe him if I could see him. Matthew 28 and verse 16, glory to God. Matthew 28, verse 16, <laughs> It says, then the 11, now this is after the resurrection. He's already lived, he's already died, he's already been raised. It says, then the 11 disciples went away into Galilee, to the mountain which Jesus had appointed for them. Verse 17, when they saw him, they worshipped, but some. So, notice here that some people, they saw him. And still didn't believe it. So, so just, just seeing him wouldn't make you a believer. All right. Go, go to Mark. Go to Mark. You're all going to wrestle with me this morning. Go to Mark, chapter uh, 16, Mark 16, verse 12. Oh, let me, let me have to go to verse 9. Go to verse 9. Now, when he rose early on the first day of the week, what day of the week? The first day. That's Sunday, all right? He appeared first to Mary Magdalene, out of whom he had cast seven demons. She went and told those who had, who had been with him, who had been with him. So these disciples who had been with him, who he had told them out of his own mouth, I'm going to die, and in three days, I'm going to rise again. He had told them this over and over he had told them you can you can destroy this temple i'm going to raise it up again in 3 days right. all right so i'm going to die but i'm going to get get up again so watch they went and told them verse verse uh, 11 and when they heard that he was alive and had been seen by her what happened they now they didn't believe even though Mary told them i saw him right. and they had already been privy to the fact he said i'm going to get back up again yeah. Verse 12, after that he appeared in in another form to two of them as they walked and went into the country. Verse 13, and they went and told it to the rest, but they did not believe them either. Verse verse 14, later he appeared to the eleven as they sat at the table, and he rebuked their unbelief and hardness of heart because they did not believe those who had seen him after he had risen. Isn't this interesting here? It's interesting to me? Look at John. John chapter uh, 20. Okay, John 20. I'm just showing you something here. Verse 24. Now Thomas called the twin. One of the twelve was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples therefore said to him, We have seen the Lord. So he said to them, See, now, now they've seen him for themselves, right? So he said to them, Unless I see, his hands in, see in his hands the print of the nails, and put my finger into the print of the nails, and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. So notice, here's what I want you to see, that believing is an option. That believing is not automatic. Faith is not automatic. You have to choose to believe. And everyone in here believes something. There's no such thing as as no belief. There's only unbelief. Unbelief means you don't believe the word; you believe something different. Glory to God. <laughs> I laugh. I was thinking about this here a few minutes ago in the service. That you know, there are people who 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 they 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 can't get with this day because they say, "How can you believe in a white Jesus?" None of y'all ever heard it before, right? you ever met some fool, I mean some person, who said, I can't, I can't believe in, how y'all going to believe in a white Jesus? Okay, first of all, smarty pants, he wasn't white. He's Jewish. There's a difference in Caucasian and Jewish. Jewish isn't just a religion, it's a, it's a nationality, it's, it's their He's Jewish. Second of all, you can't believe in a white Jesus, but you can believe in a red devil. Somebody show you a picture of a red devil. You, you know, scared of a red devil. Get some sense about yourself. Third of all, If I was drowning in the middle of Camel's Park pool in the deep end, 12 feet, and couldn't rescue myself, couldn't figure out how to touch the bottom or get back up to the top, and a white man jumped in a a white man, a white, white, white man, jumped in the pool to save my life. You think I'm gonna fight him off and say, no, I want the black lifeguard. I wouldn't care if he was white, black, red, green, yellow, polka dot, pinstripe, blue. If he's going to save my life, if he's going to risk his life to save my life, I don't care what color you are. Come on and get me out of here. Tell you that, that's just plain stupid. That's just plain. That's just plain stupid. heard about what color he is. Glory to God! Where did I tell you all to go? Are we still in John twenty? I got all distracted. So notice he said here in verse twenty-five. That's where we left off, right? He said, "I will not believe, even though he's been told by Jesus Christ before he went to the cross, I'm going to rise. Even though the uh, Mary and and uh, Martha and all these all these people, they've seen him. I should say Mary and, and Mary Magdalene, they've seen him." And they reported it, even though now his, the other disciples have seen him for themselves. He still said, I will not believe. Verse 26. And after eight days, his disciples were again inside, and Thomas with them this time. Jesus came, the doors being shut and stood in the mist and said, yeah, he, did, he, he snuck in through the walls. <laughs> he did. He said to them, said, peace to you. Verse 27. Then he said, he went straight to Thomas. Let me, just, let me just cut right to the chase here. Let me just, I'm gonna just go right in on you, Thomas. Then he said to Thomas, <laughs> Reach your finger here and look at my hands, and reach your hand here and put it into my side. In other words, I want you to feel me. He says, Do not be unbelieving, but believing. Y'all got that? So don't be unbelieving. So remember I told you there's no such thing as no belief, there's only unbelief. So he said, don't be unbelieving, but believing. He says, verse 28, and Thomas answered and said to him, my Lord and my God. Oh, now he wants to believe, right? Verse 29, Jesus said to him, Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. But well, watch what he says, this, this is this key, you ought to highlight this in your Bible. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Did you catch that? He said, blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. He said, empowered to prosper are those who have not seen and yet believe. The blessing of the Lord is released upon. Are y'all catching this? When when, when he says blessed, don't, don't just write off the word blessed like, oh, you know, that's nice. He said, blessed. The blessing, the power of God, is released to those who have not seen and yet believed. Are you catching this here? So there's something that happens when you and I believe God. This is what he's saying. When you believe God and you can't see anything, when you believe in the word of God and you can't see anything, when you believe something is going to happen and you can't see anything, the power of the blessing, the power of the Lord is released to operate in your life. Are y'all hearing that today? Glory to God. Everybody say, I believe. I believe. Now, how would you get saved? Well, I, we, we read this in Romans 10, but let's look at one more scripture here. Ephesians chapter two, verse eight. Ephesians two, verse eight. Glory to God. says, for by grace. You have been saved. Come on, okay. through faith. Now, what is faith again? Faith is believing the word of God. So you have been saved through uh, by grace through faith. So, grace made the power of God, the favor of God, made what God had available to you, but you had to receive it through faith. So faith accesses grace. Right? Are y'all with me on that? Glory to God. Man, I don't want to get too caught up here. But uh, Romans 5. Romans 5. Look at Romans 5, verse 2. Verse 1. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 2. Through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. So notice again here, it is your faith that accesses God's grace. Are y'all catching this this morning? So grace is the favor of God. It's the the ability of God. It is everything God has that is available to you. Everything you can want is in his grace. Glory. Everything you need is in his grace. That desire you have is in his grace. That that need you have is in his grace. That change you want in every area of your life, it's in his grace. Well, how do you access it? By faith or by believing. Are you hearing that? All right, let me, let me, let me go uh, old-schooling you all. Um, when, I was, when I was a child, we had soda machines. Yes, yeah. Y'all still have soda machines today? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm checking. Back in my day, you can get a soda for $0.35 cent or right. tops $0.50. 50 cents. Right? 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 Yes, right? Yes. Okay, so if you walk up to a soda machine and you're thirsty... And they'd always decorate the soda machine, the, the plastic cover would have a picture of a soda can or a soda bottle with ice all on it and it's condensation mean, it's all, you thirsty and oh my God, I need something to drink, I need me a Mountain Dew. Oh my God, I had to be delivered from that, I did man. I used to be a barber, man, in the barbershop, you worked in the barbershop all day, standing on your feet, man, I just popped sodas all day long, Tony, just all day long, just soda after soda after soda after soda, 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 soda KFC, soda, 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 soda KFC. <laughs> you gotta work for a body like this, man, all right? Now I'm working to try to get rid of a body like this, praise God. So I had to be delivered from sodas, praise God. So it, it didn't matter, so I walked into the soda machine, and it didn't matter how thirsty you are, it didn't matter Uh, how bad you wanted that soda, it didn't matter how good you were, it didn't matter how cute you were, if you didn't put 50 cents in the machine, you did not get what was in the machine. Now the machine had everything you needed. Oh, y'all catching me? In the machine, you you could push Pepsi, or Diet Pepsi or Mountain Dew. There was no Diet Mountain Dew back then. Pepsi or Mountain Dew or, you know, your Dr. Pepper, Coke. Some of y'all Coke fans over here. Coke, Coke, Coke. (laughs) Y'all want Tab, too? Y'all want an RC Cola? I can throw an RC Cola in there, too. (laughs) Some of y'all don't know, what is an RC Cola? I mess with some of y'all now, a check. They had a check sometime. Sometimes they had a, a Coke machine with check sodas in there. I'm like, how y'all got that? Glory to God. It's the same price, too. You're cheating somebody. And so, so but look, it was your choice, right? Only thing you had to do was put 50 cents in the machine. I think sodas now, you got to put a dollar in there. You, you can probably put a credit card in there now, right? But no matter what it costs, you could choose what you wanted. It was always available to you. And and, and the only time you get upset is if is if you, you went and hit the button and it says uh out. Oh, on. I, I got tuned up for a Mountain Dew and it's out. Y'all know what tuned up is? I got tuned up for it. But the thing about God, God has the same machine. It's a grace machine and anything you want, health, life, deliverance, finances, my marriage fix, I want a child, I want a tuition for my children, I need a house, a car. Come on now. Whatever you need, is in the machine. But you have to put something in To get what's inside of it out. And it's called faith. It's called believing. So just like we read it. Go back back to uh, uh, Ephesians here. Glory to God. Where it says for by grace you are saved through faith. So by by faith you access what God has for you. So again, faith is simply believing. Everybody say faith Faith is believing. believing. Now shall I I believe? All right. now let's go to Romans chapter 10. Romans 10. Glory to God. Romans 10, I believe. I'm going to show you now, that's how you get saved. Romans 10, we read here in verse, uh, we started in verse 6. Verse 6, but the righteousness of faith speaks in this way. Do not say in your heart, who will ascend into heaven? That is to bring Christ down from above. In other words, he's already done that. Or who will descend into the abyss? That is to bring Christ up from the dead. No, God's already done that. So the righteousness of faith doesn't speak that like that. Well, what what are my works I have to do? Those are works that are impossible for you anyhow. He says, verse 8, but what does it say? What does faith say? How does faith talk? He says the word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. So to make something supernatural happen, there's a word. That is near you. It is in your mouth and it starts in your heart. Now in your heart we're going to find out is where all the believing happened. In your heart. Your heart is the faith factory. Your heart is the faith factory. You've got to get the word of God into your heart. Faith comes by hearing. That's down in verse 17, the same chapter. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So in in your heart, your heart is a faith factory. So then when you speak out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So now when you speak something something out of your mouth, it's the word of faith. Y'all got it? Okay, all right. Well, I'll keep going here. He says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, verse 9, and believe in your heart. Everybody say, believe in, your heart. "Believe in your heart." So here's, you can't confess what you don't believe. Wow. Wow. I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just take a, another, another little one minute detour here. I was reading this this week. This guy, who he's a, he's a champion of of stupidity, and he's he's putting out there, sorry. Champion of stupidity, he's talking about, you know, the Bible doesn't, doesn't justify, name it, claim it, confess it, possess it, blab it, grab it. But that's exactly how you got saved. And so when people say there's no such thing as name it, claim it, well, how'd you get saved except you name something that you claimed? Except you possess something that you confessed. That's how you get saved. Except you grab something that you blabbed, you had to speak. That's why he says, if you confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus, and then believe in your heart. Okay? So you have to possess what you confess. You have to name it and claim it. That's how you get saved. Glory to God. Matter of fact, notice what he says here. He says, verse 9, confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus. Notice he didn't say, confess with your mouth, I'm a sinner. Well, that's the truth. He didn't say tell the truth here. <laughs> he said tell the truth. Y'all missed that. He, in other words, let me, let me, let me re- re- rephrase that. He didn't say tell your truth. He said tell my truth. Don't confess you're a sinner. He says confess Jesus is Lord. Now, but when you come to him, he ain't Lord yet. But when you have the word of faith in your mouth, you release it, now you declare something, you confess something that wasn't true 10 seconds ago. But the moment you confess it, it becomes a reality in your life. You confess it, you possess it. Oh, y'all hear me this morning. Everybody say, I believe. All right, now again, verse 9. Verse 9. Everybody tracking me so far? Okay, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart, that what? God has raised from the dead. Now, can I? I want. I want to take another little pause here, because <laughs> I, I got to make this clear. Believe in your heart that what? Say it again. God has raised him, not just not that he rose. I got to make that clear. And it It is not say believe that he rose. It's that believe that God has raised him. Say God, I got to help out a lot of stuff. Even a lot of stuff I hear even around here in our. Uh, talk in our when we exhorting we we use we mix up stuff and you may say pastor that's just semantics it's not just semantics you if you're gonna believe believe right if you're going to say it say it right god didn't die for your sins Jesus died for your sins now look at us some blank faces here Jesus died for your sins People, people, will be praying. God, thank you for shedding your blood. God didn't shed His blood. Jesus shed His blood. Oh, then you just, you just, you just being, being technical. Yes, yes. If you want your car to work, you got to get it technically right. If you want this thing to work, you've got to be technical. You got to get it right. Jesus didn't just rise again. He was raised. In fact, the Bible says on, on the cross, when he was there on the cross, and everybody does his last seven sayings of Christ all over the world in his, in his time on the cross. One of his sayings was, he said, Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. That's one of his last seven sayings. He says, Father, into your hands I commend or I entrust or I give over my spirit. So that meant that he was, he was relinquishing his own ability, his own spirit, and he said, Father, everything from here out is in your hands. So therefore, he couldn't just on his own, of his own accord, get out of the grave. Because if he could have got out of the grave on his own, you can get out of your own grave on your own, but you can't, can you? You need somebody outside of yourself to raise you up. The Bible says God raises the dead. When not your Bible say that in Romans 4? God gives life to dead things. God, he, he calls things that be not as though they were. He raises the dead. He gives life to things that are dead. You see, so it's important for us to know. This, this may, may just seem, this, this passage, you just, you just you know, pick me and pick me. Yes, I am, because God raised her from the dead. It's important. Do you know God raised him from the dead? I believe God raised him from the dead. Y'all got it? Yes, sir. And he says, oh, if I believe that, what'll happen? I'll be, saved. I'll be what? Saved. I'll be saved. I'll be saved. Everybody say, I'll be saved. I'll be saved. That word saved, I've given that to you before. The word sozo means to be rescued from danger, meaning rescued from destruction. It means to be saved from perishing. It means to be saved from disease. It means to be made well, it means to be healed, it means to be restored to health. In other words, it doesn't just mean just being born again. When he says if you believe that God raised from the dead, you'll be saved, it means you'll be made well, you'll be restored. Everything, we, everything wrong will be made right based upon you believing that God raised Jesus from the dead. Did y'all catch that? What this tells me then, church, is that the resurrection covered everything. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. The resurrection covered everything. That means all I have to do is just believe it. The resurrection covered everything. That means everything I could ever need or desire is covered in the resurrection. He says, if I believe, I'll be saved. I'll be healed. I'll be made well. I'll be restored. I'll be redeemed from destruction. I'll be, I'll be delivered from all danger. Everything's covered. Spirit, soul, and body is covered In the resurrection Everything you need is covered in the resurrection Glory to God Now Now look look at verse 10 Verse 10 Verse 10 Says for with the heart One believes Unto righteousness You see that? And with the mouth Confession is made unto salvation Now, you may want to underline this word, the words unto. Unto. For with the heart, one believes unto righteousness. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. That means, the word unto simply means it's going somewhere. Got it? Y'all got it? So notice here, it says, for with the heart, one believes unto something. So what I want you to know here is that faith always leads to something. You got that? Faith always leads to something. When you believe, you believe unto something. Many people today say, Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm believing God for something. I, I have my faith. But if it's not producing anything, you're not working real faith. Real faith produces something. Real faith is always leading you somewhere. Real faith is always going to have an expected end. Real faith, when you have real faith, it's impossible for nothing to happen. He told us here, now this is all based on the same scripture you got saved on. For with the heart, man, one believes unto righteousness. So righteousness came not because you did some works, but because you believed it. Are y'all catching that here? So you didn't get saved and then start doing goody-goody works. And then you became righteous. The moment you believed, you were made righteous. So righteousness was, made, was brought on you just like it was with Abraham. Remember the Bible says Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. righteousness. So when you believe God, it, something comes, something happens. Your faith should always lead to something. Glory to God. Glory to God. All right? Y'all got this so far? For the scripture says, verse 11 whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. So, remember now, we're talking about believing here. That your believing always produces something. Now, why do you talk about all about the cross, Pastor, and the resurrection? It's because your whole life revolves around the cross and the resurrection. Everything that you believe, everything you need, goes back to you believing. See, Alright, let me, let, me, let, me, let me help you out with this. You have Christians today who when we say God will heal you of stage 4 cancer. And people, some, I, I, don't, I don't really believe that or, you know, well, maybe that's not God's will or, you know, I'm not sure that can happen today. I think that passed away. Alright. Now, they, they won't believe that or if I say to somebody, God can make you a millionaire in a year. They get excited as y'all just did. Because really, really, on the inside, you can't, you can't see, you, you, can't, you can't imagine how that can happen. That's why when I'm struggling on Wednesdays, preaching about greatness, it's such a struggle because you all, people are struggling to see how, how that can happen. What do I have to do? What can I do? There's nothing in me to make that happen. Okay, well, let me ask this question. What was in you to make you righteous? How would you become righteous, my sister? How would you become righteous, my brother? You believed unto it. How would you get saved? You believed unto it. You confessed something out of your mouth and it happened. So by the same token, uh, if, if I say, how, you know, can you believe that God can heal you of cancer? Oh, no, I don't really I believe. You know, I just, I just have to try whatever the doctor say. Well, how? Okay, but you believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross, Come on. Come on. went down into hell. Three days. And then on the third day, he got up. You believe that. Now, what's your proof? You What's your evidence? Were you there? No, I wasn't there. I just believe that, though. I believe it. I believe it. Why do you believe it? See, you have chosen to believe that. You chose to believe that. I chose to believe that Jesus Christ died. I chose to believe that he was raised again from the dead. So that's why, at the same token, I choose to believe that he can heal my body of every sickness and every disease. I choose to believe that he can prosper me financially. I choose to believe that he can take away all depression. He can take away take away all guilt and shame. I choose to believe that. Well, how is it going to happen, John? I don't know how it's going to happen. I don't know how I got saved except I believed. Faith does the work. Come on. Faith does the work. For with the heart, go back to verse 10. For with the heart one believes unto, your faith always leads to something. Your faith, real faith, will always produce an end. Glory to God. All right. Glory to God. Well, verse 11. Y'all have time for me to finish this? Yes, sir. Okay. Verse 11. For the scripture says, whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. Whoever believes on him, whoever believes on him, what, believing on him, are you believing on him? Yes. I mean, more than just for salvation. Yes. Come on, now, ain't anybody believe in God for something more than just salvation? I mean, you're already saved. We got that down. Now, if you're not saved, we can get that down today. But if you already are saved, can, we can go and move on now. <laughs> and we can believe God for those things that the Bible says there are things that accompany salvation. Glory to God. Glory to God. So, now watch. So faith, in verse uh, 11, whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. So faith in Jesus Christ will never let you down. Okay, because again, faith always leaves us something. Give me that verse, verse 11, please, in the uh, CEV, the Contemporary English Version. I want you to see this here. Romans 10, verse 11, in the Contemporary English Version. The scriptures say that no one who has faith Will be disappointed. Did you hear that today? No one who has faith now—faith is really believing God. Faith isn't well just thinking. You no, know, remember, remember we talked about this. Believing is to be persuaded of something, to have confidence in, to trust in Jesus or God as able. God is able to do it. So when I have that real faith, I'll never be disappointed. Well, it hasn't happened yet. Well. What, you gonna quit? Because if you quit, then you're, you weren't in faith. Huh? Huh? If you quit, you weren't in faith to begin with. Faith isn't just I hope so, faith is a, I know so. Oh, God. It's persuaded of something. Glory to God, I heard this guy the other day uh, <laughs> trying to talk and he was trying to came in here. He was all in the, in the church talking to some yin yang. And uh, oh he was trying to say, I don't, "I don't believe America that we've been to the moon." Y'all remember the moon landing? Y'all like, like y'all don't believe that either. Y'all like, I don't believe that either. I I mean, he was just going on and on and on and on. We hadn't been to the moon. And, you know, he said, I believe Russia's been, but we haven't been. So you choose to believe that Russia went, but America didn't. Now, we're the greatest country on this planet still. More technologically advanced than any any nation on this planet, but you believe they did and we didn't. No, it was all staged. They set up a a, you know a a Hollywood stage and you know they they made this thing look like we landed on the moon. They put a flag because the flag the flag was blowing in the wind and ain't no wind on the moon and all that kind of ain't no gravity and all. I'm like. So you wanna ask them, you ever been to China? I mean, why, why, why not believe it? Oh, cause I ain't been to myself. Okay, well I haven't been to China either, but I believe there's a China. All them shoes, all them made, everything say made in China, that's somewhere. I don't know what that is, but it's somewhere. I've never been. All your pots, pans, dishes, shoes, belts, hats, everything, made in China. That cell phone you use is made in China. But you ever been? How you know China ain't somewhere in in the desert in Arizona somewhere? Yeah. Oh yeah. They they believe in a Wakanda now. You're right, Pastor Kim. Everybody Wakanda forever. I want to get find a little hole you can get slip into Wakanda now. See, you choose to believe that. But this guy says that, and then, but he a Christian. Well, how do you believe Jesus died? Believe you. You believe something that happened over 2,000 years ago, how do you believe that? You see, you can choose to believe something. And But see, see the thing about it is, and when, when you choose to believe it, I'm not just thinking it, I'm not just hoping it, I know it with an assurance. Right. So real faith always leads you to somewhere. It always leads you into something. Real faith is going to always produce results in your life. Glory to God. Now, again, he says, so whoever has faith would not, not be disappointed. All right? Now, John 19, 30, Jesus said something on the cross, one of his last seven saints. He said, it is finished. He said, it is finished. Then the Bible says in Hebrews 12, verse 2, the Bible says, Jesus Christ is the author and finisher of our faith. Did you catch that? 19.30 of John, he said, it is finished. Then in Hebrews 12.2, he says, the Bible says, he's the author and finisher of our faith. So that means everything you can believe for was finished on the cross. That's why I'm not sitting out here hoping, well, maybe, maybe it might happen, maybe it won't happen. No, I believe when he said, it is finished, everything I could ever hope, dream, desire, wish, want, need was already covered on the cross. So I'm not out here with some fake faith. I'm out here with real faith. And no matter how long it takes, I'm not gonna be moved. I'm not gonna be swayed. I'm not gonna change because I believe what God has done. It is finished. Somebody shout, I believe. believe. All right, now, watch this. Come on. Faith connects you to the supernatural ability of God. Faith connects you to the supernatural ability of God. It's like plugging in. uh, an appliance, a blow dryer, a, a refrigerator, a vacuum cleaner into an outlet. In other words, right now there, there's an outlet down front. Many of you can't see it, but down front here there's an outlet in front of the stage, and it's it's got enough it's 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 power. There's power there that can that can run vacuum cleaners and blenders and everything we need. It's there? But if you don't plug anything into it, you can't access it. You can't get what's in it. So by grace, everything you need is there. But it's your faith that connects you to it. That's why the the, the whole thing about us getting born again was we had to believe something. That's what Jesus Christ said to Thomas. He said, you believe because you've seen, but blessed or the power is released to those who have not seen and yet believed. If you got to wait to see it, you don't need faith. Oh my God I don't I don't need to, need to see it to believe it I have to believe it believe it to see it did you catch that I don't have to see it to believe it I have to believe it to see it glory to God I know it's already done all right so just like beginning born again anything in our life can change if we believe tell your neighbors a neighbor anything in your life can change if you can believe look at Mark 9:23 look at mark 923 Let me show you a couple things here. A couple more scriptures here. I want you to see this. Mark 9, 23. I want to stir up your faith this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's a man who had a son, and his son um, had demons in him and so forth, and he was was being tormented, and the man brought his son to to Jesus' disciples, and the disciples couldn't do anything about it. And so this man came and said, Jesus, listen, if you can, matter of fact, let's just look what he says here. In verse uh, 22, Mark 9, 22, it says, and often he has thrown him, this demon has thrown him, my son, into the fire and into the water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, if you can do anything, he's questioning Jesus Christ's ability. He said, if you can do anything, have compassion on us, my son and I, and help us. Now watch Jesus Christ's response in verse 23. This is big. You got to get this. Maybe you got to get this. Jesus said to him, if you can believe. So the question isn't if I can. The question isn't about my ability. The question is about your ability to believe. I can do anything. But anything I can do is not accessible to you if you don't believe. So he says, if you can believe, what? How many things? Come on. All All things are possible to him who believes. (laughs) Glory to God. How many believers do I have in the house this morning? Well, y'all are fooling me real good. How many believers do I have in this house this morning? Well, he just told me then, if I believe all things, All things. Now, surely he couldn't have meant all things. What do y'all think? What do y'all think? So he he's saying, he's saying that what is possible is tied to my my ability to believe, not to God's ability to do. God can do exceeding abundantly above all we can ask or think, y'all? There's no limit to what God can do. The only, only limitation is what I, what can I believe God for? How many born again people do I have here? I want to make sure I'm preaching to the right people here. Now, look, I just want to ask you now, how many of y'all, if you're born again, that means you believe Jesus died. You believe God raised him again from the dead after having gone through three days of hell. You believe that, right? Now, that's that that sounds ludicrous. Doesn't it? I mean, the Bible says the preaching of the cross is foolishness of those who, who are in the world. Yeah, right. So people in the world, when you tell them Jesus Christ, your Savior, mm-hmm. died and rose again, phew, oh, you're one of those. Yeah. You're one of those people who are just grasping for hope somewhere. You're, you're unintelligent. You're one of those stupid people in the world who you don't have the intelligence and intellect like we do, you know, in the world and you have to grab hope, find some hope in something else out there and, and so you go looking for that and so you believe in this man who died and you know, words, again, you're ha, 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 you're one of those. And if they told you that, you say, yeah, I'm one of those, right? Or maybe you wouldn't. You say I am one of those, right? So if you're that kind of believer, if you're that kind of way out there believer, then he said to us, if you can believe, come on now. All things are possible to him who believes. I wonder if he merely meant all things here. Let's look at something. Look, look at Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Romans chapter 8, verse 31. Look at it. Look at it. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Now watch 32. Watch 32, are you there? Yes, sir. He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him, with his resurrection, with his ascension, how shall he not with him included in the package freely give us? Come on. How many of y'all would like all things? Glory to God. Now, he said he'll freely give us all things, but what's, what's, what do we need? What do we need? What do we need? What do we need? I got to need faith. I got to believe because all things are possible to him. So that means all things are possible to everybody. All things are possible to him who believes. Glory to God. All right. Now, so let's, let's look at something else. Let me give you a couple more scriptures, and then you can go on and eat your, eat your ham and steak and all that kind of good stuff. Glory to God. Go get your greens and all that kind of good stuff that's on your mind. Matthew 9. Matthew 9. Matthew 9. Glory to God. I'm a believer. Come on, I'm a believer. You know, when I was looking at this, man, I thought, this is wonderful here. This is wonderful. See, when I I read that all things are possible to him who believes and he'll freely give me all things, to me that takes off all the barriers. That removes all the boundaries. That removes every limitation off my life. Glory to God! I, you know, I was thinking about this. That you know, people, people, you know, they they trip out. Oh, pastor, oh, you live over in a white neighborhood. What is a white neighborhood? No, no, no. Seriously, what is a white neighborhood? What, what what does that mean? A white neighborhood? See, I'm messing with all. That's why y'all ain't saying nothing. See, I'm, I'm I'm messing with y'all and you don't like it. See, if I can if I can believe that all all things are, are possible, then there's no neighborhood off limits to me. Glory to God! I can live anywhere I want to. I can go anywhere I want to. I can do whatever I want to. And nobody can stop me. The only thing that can stop me is my own unbelief. So if I can believe, so maybe they live in a black neighborhood. That's what I'm going to tell them. Welcome to my black neighborhood. Really, everybody, in my neighbor, they all knew now. Everybody, you know, we moved in, everybody moved out. I don't know why, but they all moved out. But more of them moved in. So it ain't like, the neighborhood didn't change. It's just people, same bunch of, you know. See, I, don't, I, don't, I ain't, no, ain't no racist born in my body. I ain't no racist or prejudice. None, none of that makes me a difference. I'm, I told you, I'm not, I'm not inferior to anybody. I'm not inferior. I don't have an inferior born in my body to anybody. Glory to God. If God's word said I can have it, I can have it. If God's word said I can do it, I can do it. If God's word said I can be it, I'm going to be it. I'm going to be whatever he said I can be because I'm a believer. I believe, I believe, I believe. Glory to God. Where did I tell you all to go? Matthew? All right, Matthew 9. Let's do a couple more and we're done. Matthew 9. Because I want, I, want today, I want today for you to receive something today. I'm not preaching for my health. I'm preaching for your health. Matthew 9, Verse 27. Now I do I do get healthy from this. Praise the Lord. Matthew nine verse twenty seven. When Jesus departed from there, two blind men followed him, crying out and saying, "Son of David, have mercy on us." And when he had come into the house, the blind men came to him. Okay. Now Jesus wasn't blind, was he? No. So he could clearly see what their need was, right? So all they said was, "Have mercy on us." They didn't ask for anything but mercy, right? So he come, they come in the house, and Jesus said to them, Do you believe that I'm able to do this? Notice his first question to them was, I know what you want. I know what you need. It's easy to tell that, but my question for you is, do you believe? Because if you didn't believe, it's about to be on. If you can believe, things are about to change. My my question, my, my question is not, are you following me? My question is, do you believe I'm able to do this? And God is asking somebody here the same question right now. Do you believe I'm able to do this? When I tell you I'm going to heal your body, do you believe I'm able to do this? When I tell you I'm going to raise you up, do you believe I'm able to do this? Do you believe? Because if you can believe, then all things are possible. If you don't believe, I can't do anything. The Bible says that Jesus Christ, he went, he went to Capernaum one time, and the Bible says he cannot do their many mighty works because of their unbelief. So because they didn't believe, Jesus Christ is sitting there up there with all his power, all his healing power, all his power to, to change and heal and deliver and cast out devils, and he couldn't do anything because they didn't believe. There's enough power in this room right now. No, there's enough power on your role right there where you are. To knock out cancer, to knock out lupus, to knock out diabetes to open blind eyes, to unstop deaf ears, to make hearts right, to make livers right, to make lungs right, to make backs right? The only question is, do you believe? I am able. Ask neighbor, do you believe that God is able to do this? Now they said to him, yes, Lord. Sounds not an old coaching hymnal, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, I believe, yes, Lord. I believe, yes, Lord, I believe, yes, Lord. That's why I came to you, Lord. That's why I asked you, Lord. That's why I call out to you, Lord. Yes, Lord, I believe. Notice what he says. Then he touched their eyes, saying, according to your faith, let it be to you. Your faith connected to my power, and I release his power to you. So according to what you believe let it be to you. How much do you believe this morning? What do you believe today? Because according to your faith, God's power, matter of fact, I declare his power is being released in this place right now. God's healing power is being released in this place right now. And if you believe his power is being released according to your faith, let it be unto you. And I told you, your faith is always going to lead to something because the very next words say, and their eyes were... and their tongues were loose and their ears were open and their hearts were mended and their blood pressure was regulated and their kidneys fired up. Oh, there's no power here right now. I believe I'm in a room full of believers right now who God, you ain't saying if you can do anything, you're saying, Lord, I can't believe. I believe you can do anything, and I know you're willing to do it right now. So I receive right now everything you have for me. I'm releasing my faith. God, release your power. I'm releasing my faith. God, release your power. Be it unto me according to your word. Matthew 8, Matthew 8, Matthew 8. Matthew 8. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. I believe God raised Jesus from the dead, and the same spirit that raised him from the dead dwells in me. It's cricketing my mortal body right now. there is somebody who needs something God, lift your hands up to them right now. I release the power of God, the healing power of God in this room right now. I release healing virtue. Let it be drawn from heaven right now to flow upon your body. Be healed now! 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 You know, I'm, I'm telling you, you, you really, you really got to know as a believer how to grab hold of this when things are happening in the moment. In other words, what I'm saying to you, if so, you got something wrong, I wouldn't wait the next week to get healed. i say, Lord, I'm going to grab my healing right now. See, whenever I'm ministering, the anointing on me is so strong. I know because my, my wife will testify. My wife will tell you I, I lie not. I tell the truth in the Holy Ghost that many times there are things that I'm that I deal with in my own body. This week I had I fell and I man I hurt my back I couldn't walk I couldn't move I couldn't do anything. But she'll tell you when I sit up Wednesday night to preach and teach the word. I, you see, I come on man because it's because the anointing, the anointing is so strong. No matter what's happening, I can get up here, man, and I, I don't feel nothing. Because the anointing of God is so strong in me, when this word is going forth, that's why you can't sit there. Beating... Grab a hold, pull, tug, the anointing is here, the anointing is here, the, the power of God is here, and it's here for you. The anointing isn't here for me, the anointing is here for you. Somebody here you say, well, I'm anointed too. That's that's right. Your anointing is for me. My anointing is for you. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Go, I'm, talking about, I'm talking about whatever you need. Man, thank God for doctors. They're doing the best they can. But I'm talking about, the anointing of God. It's here for you. What? Glory to God. Glory, Glory to God. God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'm trying to move on, but I'm just, I don't want to see, you, you know, God. Somebody right now, you've been experiencing pain, excruciating pain. Who is it in here? You got excruciating pain. Get up here real quick. Excruciating pain. Come on, Luke. Get up here. Come on. Excruciating pain. I mean, pain, you can feel it right now. I mean this over and over. I mean you can feel it right now. I'm gonna release this anointing on you, and the power of God's gonna heal you. Better grab those glasses. You better have those glasses. Glory to God. Come on, get up there, get up there. Come on. Hallelujah. Oh, God is a healer. The power of God is here to heal you now. I'm telling you, the anointing of the Lord is on me right now. Talking about pain that you know it. And when it's gone, you know it. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Be healed in Jesus' name. Be healed, be healed, be healed, be healed. 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 I release this anointing on you right now. Be healed. Where was the pain? Start moving it, start moving it, start moving it. Pain, I command you, go now, and the very source of this pain. Go now, I cast you out by the power of the blood of Jesus Christ, go now in Jesus' name. Be healed. Where's that pain? Pain, I command you, go now. Leave this body now in the name of Jesus. The anointing of God is upon you right now. Be healed in Jesus' name. Be healed. Be healed. Be healed. Be healed. Be healed. Be healed. healed. Pain, I command you go now. Shoulder, I command you be healed. Muscles, tissues, sinews, be healed now. Go be healed in Jesus' name. Where is it? Where is it? Stomach pain, I command you step up, step up. I command you go now. Leave this body, be whole, be healed, be strong now. In Jesus' name, be healed. Now, if you heal, you release your, your prayer. Come on now. Johnny, release your faith. Where is it? My knee, knee. Knee, I command you now, in the name of Jesus, be healed. Now, in the name of Jesus, I release the anointing in the knee, Jesus. In the name of Jesus knee, I command you be healed now. Be whole, muscles, tissues, ligaments, realign, come into order now. Be healed now in the name of Jesus. Be healed. Now move that. Move that. Move that. Move, that. move it. High step. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Where is that pain? Where is it? In Jesus' name, I command legs be healed. Hold now, in Jesus' name. Where is that pain? I know that feeling. This, I command you. Now, be healed. You realign yourself, go back into proper form and proper order, and body from the crown of the head to the sole of your feet, I command you. Be healed now in the name of Jesus. Jesus. Get out of this body. Get out of there. Now I got you. Lift that right leg up. Lift that right leg up. High as you can. You couldn't lift it up before? Go out completely in Jesus' name. Go. All you got to do is believe. Listen, listen, listen. All you got to do is believe. All you got to do is believe. That's it. Just believe. Just believe. Everything you want to need is possible. Just believe it. Well, you got pain all over. In the name of Jesus, just like those two blind men were healed, as I command you now, in the name of Jesus, be healed. I command pressure gone. I command right now, cornea, retina, everything, nerve, Reform in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I release the power of God all over this body Hallelujah. now from the crown of the head to the sole of your feet. Lord. Pain and sickness Hallelujah. go Jesus. in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, I command this pain to go. I command the tissues muscles, sinews, all flesh be reformed, be realigned, be reconstructed Father do the surgery now, pain go now in the name of Jesus Ah, 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 ah. now do some of that thing that you used to have trouble doing make it hurt Make it, Make it hurt. Make it hurt. Make it hurt. I'm coming back for her. Don't let her go nowhere. You see better now? You already see better? Rabba babaca Casa la basata Rebe decade basa tara doko shita la basata Burro Bobo Bobo Coson, Dorabe Kisha Tara basa tara la basata Mara basa tara basata Linda Lewis, God's not through with you yet. Don't you leave here, God's not through with you yet. You shall live and not die. I command all the pain to leave this body, and I command every nerve to fire up now in Jesus' name. Every dead thing, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, quickens this mortal body in the name of Jesus. And from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet, I command pain. Which, that's just symptoms, God, we know it. I command the issues to go now. Not another day, a moment of pain. And I command everything to be whole and restored. And I command that foul spirit of infirmity. Loose your hold off this God's child in the name of Jesus. And I command you be healed, Tasha, in the name of Jesus. I release supernatural strength. I release supernatural strength. From head to toe, supernatural strength. Be fortified by the power and the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Now, Tasha, I don't know what all you couldn't do. You just start doing something. You just wiggle, wiggle your arms, wiggle, wiggle your feet, wiggle your hands. Wiggle whatever you can wiggle. Move like you never moved before. Where's that pain? My knee and then my back, my spine. I can't sit for so long. I'm just. in pain. I Oh, I know sleep. that. I know that feeling. I can't. I can't. I'm just in I know. I know that feeling. In the name of Jesus, spine, I command you to be realigned, reformed, restructured, reconstructed. I command vertebrae, I command bones, muscles, tissues to conform to the will of God in the name of Jesus. Ha. Ha. Oh, God. God. I release the heat of the Holy Ghost on your back right now. I know you feel that. But my hand is on fire. I release the heat of the Holy Ghost on you now. Be healed now, back in Jesus' name. I command you pain. Go. Hallelujah. And legs. I command you be healed. Every bone, bone, muscle, tissue, every cell structure, realigned with the perfect will of God. Now, be healed in Jesus. Mighty name. I know you're burning. I know that's burning you up. I know that I'm known is burning you up. I'm telling you right now. I'm telling you right now. This is a resurrection life power. Resurrection life power. Resurrection life power. Anywhere, everywhere, or just, everywhere. She had a, a okay, all right. Okay, I was about to read a story before we started this. In Matthew 8, okay, uh, about a man who came for his servant to be healed. Now, Matthew 9, we read that story about the man who brought his son. And he said, hey, my son, it was, it was an evil spirit, that was causing him convulsions, yeah. spasms. And Jesus said, and he said, if you can do anything, he said, if I can do anything, if you can believe, Dad, all things are possible. I know you believe that's why you brought her up here. So, Father, in Jesus' name, I command the foul spirit that tries to traumatize this child and this household I command you to loose your hold, in the name of Jesus, of this household. I command command this brain to be reconstructed, cells, synapses, to be reconstructed and realigned. I command a total, a total reorder, rewiring of this brain and I command every muscle, every nerve to settle down now in the name of Jesus. I remove the power of darkness off this child's life. I command right now and I loose the power, the spirit of life in Christ Jesus upon this body. Daughter, be healed. Behold now in the name of Jesus. Demons touch her no more again forever. No more again forever. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, what a great healer. All you got to do is believe. All you got to do is believe. Just believe. Just believe. Just believe. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Speak the word of God over her from now on. Just speak the word of God. Jesus, the man named Jairus came to Jesus Christ about his daughter. You see this in Mark chapter 5. And they came and said, no, don't worry about it too late. She's dead. Well, that would be like the doctor saying, hey, nothing we can do about it. It happened, nothing we can do about it. Jesus' words to Jairus was, do not be afraid, only believe. What he was saying was, really, ignore those folks. Only believe. So I don't care what the doctors, they're going to do their job. Hear them, but don't let what they say override what the word of God says. Only believe, I guarantee you, on my own life, that you're going to see this daughter whole and perfect just like any child. You got it? Glory to, Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. What do you got? Mm-hmm. In the name of Jesus. I release the anointing that's surging through me right now. I release it upon BJ's body. I command any infection to go. And I command allergies to go. I command his system, his immune system, to function in perfection. In the name of Jesus. Satan, get your hand! Off this child of the living God and I lose the spirit of life in Christ Jesus to surge through him now in the name of Jesus I command you be whole in the name of Jesus all right all right you heard what I just told all them right the report of the Lord is real you know there's a call on his life nurture that calling with the Word of God woo woo Everybody get on your feet. Everybody get on your feet. Woo. my, 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 my. Mr. Linda, how you seeing? You seeing better? (laughs) Ha ha ha. It'll get better and better and better. You can see it all the way over there now? That green sweater now. Hallelujah. y'all know God is real. Father in Jesus' name, I command a total completion of the job. I command kidneys to fire up, blood to be cleaned, every organ to operate in total perfection. I call for a brand new life. Like I I call, Lord, for a a new beginning. A new beginning. I, I curse grief. I curse sorrow. I curse the pain of a broken heart. And I release now the joy of the Lord to be your strength. I release the joy of the Lord to be your strength in the name of Jesus and I command you now be strengthened with might by the spirit of God in your inner man in the name of Jesus so be it amen I know it see I believe God you believe God too don't you you believe God God is a healer God hasn't changed. He said I'm the, he's the same. Uh, Hebrews 13, verse 8. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and evermore. So just like he healed, we read that in Matthew 9, right? Remember, we, I was going to take you to Matthew 8 about a man, a uh, centurion, who wanted his, his servant to be healed. And he went there, and Jesus said, okay, yeah, I'll come heal him. And the man said, well, I don't need you to, don't, don't come to my house. I'm not worthy of you to come to my house. He says, just send the word only. How many of y'all believe in long distance healing? How many of you have somebody you know that's not here today, they need to be healed in their body? Yeah. Lift your hand on their behalf. Lift your hand on their behalf. Father, in Jesus name, we send a word to that hospital. To that nursing home. To that homebound person. To that prison. Wherever they are, We send the word of healing. We speak the word of faith. That word that is near us in our mouth and in our hearts, we speak that word of faith. We command them now, be healed in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. You said God of your word, you sent your word and healed them and delivered them from all their destruction. So we release healing virtue right from this place. Raise them up. Now, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. There's a power in intercession. That, that centurion, he was praying for his servant. And he said, you don't need to come to my house just speak a word and my servant will be healed. Jesus said, man, I ain't never seen that kind of faith. I haven't seen that kind of faith. And he says, you know what? Go ahead and go your way. As you have desired, it's done. The same way you release your faith, it's done. That's long-distance healing. That's intercessory healing. God can do anything. Now, there's somebody here, I was going to read this, but you can read it yourself. In John 11, there's a story about, you know, because somebody may say, well, I'm stage four this, or stage four that, or it's too late. The Lord spoke to my wife a couple years back and told her, it's never too late, and you're never too far gone. In John 11, there was a man named Lazarus, He was sick, and he died, and was dead four days before Jesus even showed up. That didn't matter, Jesus Christ. He said, Martha, your brother will rise again. She said, I believe he'll rise the last day. He said, no, 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 I am the resurrection. I am the life. Whenever I show up, it's on and popping. That's what he's saying. He said, all right, y'all roll a song away. Then she said, no, 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 no. By now he's thinking. He said, didn't I tell you if you believe you will see the glory of God? See, your belief taps into the glory of God. That's all that happened here today is that your faith tapped into the glory of God. I mean, I'm sitting there, this whole message is like, all right, I don't know if anybody even listened to what I'm saying today. But the glory of God came in here. And you, you grabbed a hold of it. And I'm telling you, you got everything that you needed today. Glory to God. Grab hands on somebody next to you. Everybody born again, right? Don't fool me. Everybody born again? Anybody not born again? Tell the truth. If you're not born again, raise your hand. I want to know who you are. I'll pray for you right where you are. You're not born again. I see your hand. Somebody else. Somebody else, you're not born again. Say, Pastor, today I'll be born again. Come on, he died, but he rose again so you can be born again. I'm going to pray for one person already. Anybody else, I'm going to pray for you right where you are. Somebody else, say, Pastor, I want to be born again today. You'll never forget today. Resurrection Sunday, it'll be the day you will raise a new life. Anybody else, I'm going to pray. We're going to all pray here in a minute. Anybody else? Anybody else? All right, so everybody else in here born again, right? Check your neighbor, check them. Just ask them, ask them, ask them, ask them. They're good? They're good? Okay. All right, now I saw one hand in the back. Young lady, I saw your hand, all right? I'm going to pray for you. You're going to pray. We're all going to pray, but you pray loud enough for you and the Lord to hear it. All right? Now somebody else, I know when I pray this prayer, somebody else you're going to pray and it's like, it's going to be different for you. Okay, that's all right. If you didn't put your hand up, it's okay. You pray this prayer from the sincerity of your heart. And God will save you, okay? Let's all pray this prayer. Say, dear God, dear God in, the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I come to you now, I come to you now in, need of a in need of a Savior. I repent, I repent of all my, sins, all my sins. And I ask you, and I ask you to, forgive me. to forgive me. I believe, I believe in, my heart in my heart that you raised Jesus, you raised Jesus from, the dead, from the dead. And I speak, and I, speak. I confess, with my mouth that from now on Jesus is Lord I'm now a born again believer I'm now a child of God and your word said if anyone be in Christ he's a new creation old things have passed away and all things have become new thank you Lord thank you Father I'm a new creation I'm a child of God, I'm an heir of the King, I belong to you, you belong to me, I receive the Holy Ghost, now, in Jesus' name. Now give God a praise today. All of heaven is rejoicing, 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 rejoicing. 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 glory to God. Now.